There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my secondary sub-podcast, Christ Through the Elements. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. In this podcast, I do three things briefly. First, I offer a reflection from the brand new book, The Universal Christ by Father Richard Rohr, as I read section by section, page by glorious page through that book. Second, I share a reflection on the next element in the periodic table, and I'm getting this information from the really wonderful book, The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom by Mr. Theodore Gray. And then in the final and third section, I bring these two parts together and seek to discover what that particular element can illuminate for us about the nature of Christ. I'm glad you're with me. And here we go with number 17, chlorine. So the universal Christ, I'm reading it again page by page, taking it slowly because it is so rich and so wonderful. And uh, as I read, I I jot down quotes that I think are significant and bear repeating on this podcast and also in my own personal prayer and devotion and reflection. And Father Richard is ending chapter seven here and actually ending the first section of the book. And he kind of sums up, I think, about the spirit and Christ, which is who is God's presence in the world and really through all of creation. And Father Richard concludes that God has worked anonymously since the very beginning. It has always been an inside and secret sort of job. The spirit seems to work best underground when above ground humans start fighting about it. I think that last bit is so telling that when we start to name God or identify God as being only in this group and not in that group or found in this place and not in that place or this book or that book, we start to limit God because so often God works, as Father Richard says, in secret. Father Richard goes on to close this first section of the book with this this wonderful quote, and I'm going to quote it kind of at length here because I, I think it gets so precisely at the secret way that God works for good in the world. Father Richard says, God is not in competition with anyone, but only in deep time cooperation with everyone who loves, who loves and Father Richard cites Romans 8:28 here, and I didn't look that up, but you may want to, to see what he is referring to here. And I just want to say just a quick aside note here of that contrast, competition and cooperation. I think so much of our problems these days is, is we're locked into this competition mindset and we forget that God is all about cooperation. Well, let me continue with this quote by Father Richard. He says, Whenever we place one caring foot forward, God uses it, sustains it, and blesses it. 
Our impulse does not need to wear the name of religion at all. Love is the energy that sustains the universe, moving us toward a future of resurrection. We do not even need to call it love or God or resurrection for its work to be done. You know, I think the entire Bible, the entire cosmos, the entire human endeavor can be summed up in the first letter of John, where John says, God is love. And that is the force that moves the universe forward. That is the force that is within us. That is who Christ is. Christ is love incarnate in Jesus the Christ. But Christ is also love permeating all of creation. Huh, what a what a thought. Well, let's talk a little bit about chlorine which is element number 17 with the abbreviation CL. And like many of the elements that we've encountered so far in the previous 16 that we've uh, reflected on here, chlorine can be life-giving and life-saving, but also absolutely destructive and life-taking. So Mr. Gray begins by reflecting that it was used as a poison gas in World War I trench warfare. And as an interesting side note, Fritz Haber, who we met earlier in Mr. Gray's book, Gray noted that Haber gave positive contributions to humanity through his work on discovering the potential and the power and the uses of nitrogen Yet he also personally oversaw some of the use of chlorine gas on the battlefront, which killed um, many, many soldiers of all sides of the conflict in a horrible, terrible way. Mr. Gray says, from personal experience, having inhaled as a scientist a little bit of chlorine gas accidentally from time to time, he says inhaling causes, quote, pure instant agony as if someone is pointing a blowtorch at your sinuses. But Gray does go on to remind us that in small amounts, it is one of the cheapest disinfectants that especially is used to purify water without any negative effects. And he goes on to conclude, on balance, chlorine has saved vastly more lives than it has taken. In fact, chlorine is at the heart of some of our most important chemical compounds, NaClO, sodium chloride with oxygen, is bleach, household bleach. NaCl, of course, is table salt. And HCl, hydrogen chloride, is stomach acid, which is busily digesting in your body and my body whatever you and I last ate. And Gray concludes by saying that chloride or chlorine ions, quote, participate in manifold functions of living organisms from nerve conduction to digestion. So what does chloride, chlorine, which is the element, chloride is a compound, what does it tell us about Christ? Well, yet again, I'm struck by the destructive potential of this element, but also by the life-saving abilities through purifying 
drinking water. Almost certainly the drinking water that you and I have running from our tap had chlorine in its uh, function, in its creation, in its purification. What does this tell us about God? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about how some view God and have viewed God through history as a destructive cloud, like the destructive cloud of chlorine gas permeating a battlefield in chemical warfare of the worst possible kind. Well, some see God that way. God as vengeful and competitive and being on the side of the warrior, smiting one's enemies. And God certainly is awesome and wondrous and powerful. But Christ, especially in the incarnation of Jesus the Christ, reminds us that God is much more like chlorine in the sense of purificating, purifying, making whole and freeing and taking away that which hinders and harms much like chloride or chlorine does in water or in other disinfecting uses of it. The Christ is really very much like that because love is like that. Love purifies, love cleanses, love connects and love makes whole and makes better in whatever ways that it flows and is experienced throughout the world. And again, I, I wonder if some in our world today are, are not stuck in that terrible image of God as the cloud of poison gas waiting to smite, of course, not one's own people, but one's enemies, whoever they identify as the other, rather missing the cooperative nature of God in Christ, which is love. Well, thank you for being with me. Please come back for the next episode, which will be number 18 on the periodic table, the noble gas argon. May the blessing and peace of Christ be with you always. Thank you for listening.